In my third podcast, I will cover the possible effects of a brain injury. So, let's get started. Impaired memory is one of the most universal problems of people with head injury. For a solution to your memory problems, you can use a calendar. A person can use whatever he or she thinks would work best for them, but to organize their day in an orderly fashion. When I was at Rochester, Minnesota at Mayo Clinic's brain injury program, they strongly emphasized the use of a calendar throughout the day. A calendar helps you with the organization and time management skills. Every person should use a calendar of their own so they can keep track of important dates, project due dates, and events. Get them in the habit of using a calendar now so it will stick later in life. Utilizing a calendar will keep your head clear knowing that you are not forgetting anything because it is all written down on your calendar. A person should jot down everything and anything from grocery lists, appointment times, activities to parties, a daily schedule. You can even keep track of your finances. So pretty much get it out of your head and onto paper. Another benefit about using a calendar is you can look every evening so you have a plan of what is going to take place the next day. It also gives you a sense of accomplishment knowing that you've completed everything in your calendar. Another effect associated with brain injury are headaches. Headaches are a serious problem with a brain injury. In one study of head injury people, 50% reported having a headache when they were discharged from the hospital. After one year, 33% of the same group of people said, my head still hurts. There are two medications approaches controlling the pain that already exists or preventing headaches from getting started. To control pain, many people use drugs like Motrin, Darvoset, and Tylenol. One problem with pain medications is that you have to take them every four to six hours. They can interfere with your thinking and memory as well. If you use pain medications, more than three days per week, you need to be aware of the analgesic rebound headache. Chronic use of painkillers can cause you to have more in a constant headache and an increased number of headaches in the day. Take medications exactly as your doctor directed. Another key thing to preventing headaches is water. Not only do they prevent headaches, but they keep your body temperature normal which is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. They lubricate and cushion joints, protect your spinal cord and other sensitive tissues, and helps get rid of waste through urination, perspiration, and bowel movements. The other possible effect of a brain injury is getting overloaded. Overload theory says when a brain injury person goes into a busy, loud and hectic place, he or she may become cognitively overloaded. People with head injuries frequently have to cope with situations 
where there is too much information. When overloaded, some people become irritated or develop headaches. In large groups, some people with head injuries cannot filter out one conversation from the next and become overloaded. Many people have to change his or her own lifestyle. For example, not going to noisy bars or restaurants. The final tool to help prevent overload is taking a break. I can't emphasize this enough. Like during Thanksgiving or Christmas time, we have large amounts of family bustling around making a lot of noise. That person should find a quiet place and take a 20 minute nap. Research shows that taking a 20 minute nap at the same time every day will improve your cognition. You may have to go to your car or go for a long walk by yourself. Inform your family members about this problem and they can help you cope. Another problem associated with brain injuries are sleep disorders. Sleep is a very important part to the healing process. If you do not sleep, you're going to be tired throughout the day. If you are tired throughout the day, your memory will get worse and you'll be more cranky and irritable. Lack of sleep makes the head injury symptoms much more worse. Sleep also has an important role in physical healing. People may sustain muscle strains as well as head injuries. Muscles may be pulled due to violent nature of a car accident. Most people will accept that head injury can change your thoughts and memories, but have difficulty understanding that it also changes your emotions. Your emotions are not just something that is out there in a cloud somewhere that falls behind your head. They are in your head just like everything else. The two most prominent emotions that experience change after a head injury are anger and depression. A person who is considered mild tempered may now be a hothead. Or we could look at someone who was a hothead before and now is easygoing. Many may wonder what is happening in the brain. It is well known that the middle sections of the brain are pretty primitive. Rage, fear, and sexual feelings all come from these emotional areas of the brain. If you have an animal at home, you will see the same primitive emotions in them. Humans also have primitive systems in the brain that says yes or do it or no don't do it. If you are mad you hit something. If you get hungry let's eat. Do not wait. Do it right now. Be thankful for evolution because the front part of the brain helps plan and controls behavior. The front lobe of our brain is involved in saying no. Most individuals who have a brain injury do not know or anticipate when they are going to have another episode of anger. That is why I suggest getting a dog that has a tail that is always wiggling and you can talk to it. The final thing 
associated with brain injury is word finding is a common and often annoying problem. Almost every head injury person has this problem to some degree. Head injury people may talk normally, speech flows evenly and is easy to understand, but they will have this very odd problem. They will know the word they want to say, but they just cannot come up with it. A speech pathologist like Colleen is a professional who works with this type of problem. This person can teach you techniques to decrease this problem. For example, you can use a technique called circumlocation. Basically, you talk around the word. If you cannot come up with the word telephone, you might say you dial with it. You can put a quarter in it. You can call people. People eventually get what you were trying to say. Another technique that people sometimes use is to go through the alphabet and try to get the first letter of the word. For example, the word telephone. You might say you dial with it. You can put a quarter in it. You can call people. People eventually get what you're trying to say. Another technique that people sometimes use is to go through the alphabet and try to, to get the first letter of the word. The word telephone begins with a T, which is near the end of the alphabet. So it may take a while to come up with that letter. Or you can visualize spelling the word. Visualize a blackboard and try to see someone writing the word on the blackboard. Then write the word off the blackboard. Depending on the type of injury you have, one of these techniques may be helpful to you. Seeing a speech pathologist or other head injury specialist is a way to help for this problem. I would like to take the remaining time to thank you for listening and to remind you to live every day like it was your last.